Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagons, the podcast inspired by a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Every Monday, we bring you a show where we recap the previous week of TBTL, but this is a Friday clip show where we pick a theme, we listen to some clips, and break them down. And joining me today from NECA Wafer Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the lady who always reminds us of our TBTL history. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. Uh, I'm excited to do this show with you. I think we're going to have some excellent discussion. I have I thoughts. Agree. <laughs> thoughts and feelings. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we'll start with some general discussion. We'll play and discuss those TBTL clips. We'll clean some house and tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. So let's talk about tonight's theme and how it came about. We know that Luke is pretty careless with his possessions. Um, there are plenty of examples. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because there's an eye watch somewhere in his house? <laughs> I mean, the fact that we did an entire clip show about how he loses his electronics in airports, on airplanes, and in ride chairs could be one piece of evidence. And you would think after that clip show that... You know, that's probably about as specific. Tapped off. I mean, how could we get much more granular than leaving your electronics places? But people, we can. (laughs) (laughs) So this show is about how Luke is apparently unable to maintain possession of his passport. Um I have had notes to do this show for like two years at least, but I wanted to make sure that we got enough really good clips and then I wanted to leave a little bit of time since the last occurrence to, you know, let our memories settle a little bit so that we could come at it with fresh eyes. But (laughs) it's a very uh, apropos time to get back into this topic um, for people who are not listeners to TBTL or maybe people from the future who are come back, coming back oh, to, yeah. to listen, all, all those people from 2048 who have found the archive of LRB shows and are coming back to listen now. Um, how is it listening in Waterworld? I'm sure all the polar ice caps have <laughs> melted. I'm probably dead. I hope I'm dead. <laughs> because of my retirement plan. <laughs> I will have been dead for many years. <laughs> But the subject of passports has been um, fresh again on TVTL because (laughs) Luke and Andrew are preparing for their big trip to Australia. And Luke said, oh, yeah, I don't have a passport. I better get another passport. And he brought this up and started the process about five weeks before the go date for the trip. And for anybody else, we would be like panicking. Like, oh my God, only five weeks to get my passport. But for Luke, we're like, oh, buddy, I'm so proud of you for getting so far out in advance of this. What I'm actually shocked is that he knew it expired. No, he lost it, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. Well, I mean, more to the point, he had it stolen because cause he right. had that epic day binge with Andrew at the Baranoff and left because his... Because he left everything of value in one bag in a car. Yes, out in the, the parking lot outside of a dive bar. 
and of course it got smashed and grabbed uh, and that was over a year ago and he just never sorted out his passport i can see that for the rest of us but luke has had to do a little bit of traveling for cbs sunday morning although i don't know I guess the only place he's gone is Puerto Rico. Do you need a passport to go to Puerto Rico since it's no. a U.S. territory? Right. So I guess he really didn't need the passport but he up till lives now. like 15 minutes from Canada. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you Don't. do need the passport to go to Canada. Mm. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of uh, elements to this story that will come into play as we listen to the clips (laughs) the thing that keeps popping into my head is that it seems like luke sort of feels like passports are a one-use document like he uses it and loses it that's true it's like travel toothpaste right yes we've got four clips and i would say from the four clips there are three events where he needed to replace the passport for sure after one trip. And it's like, yep. it's so expensive. Right. I'm, a passport itself is not cheap. But then when you have to do like a rush passport, an expedited passport, that's hundreds of dollars. And just all of the paperwork and going down and all of it is just so annoying. Yeah, I was re-listening to the clips tonight as I was uh, cleaning the bathroom. Because that's what I do when I clean the bathroom as I listen to TVTL <laughs> clips. And <laughs> I was thinking that he has so many like stressful occurrences in his life that are all completely his own fault. For sure. And this passport is is one of those things that has happened multiple times in his life that has been such a huge source of stress for him that he could have eliminated completely. When I was listening to these um to to these clips i noticed myself actually grinding my teeth out of stress <laughs> and i had to stop myself it is no wonder that jen's teeth were breaking apart talking to him every day <laughs> because it's stressful he oh my gosh i know the the lack of responsibility is just mind boggling isn't it i'm hoping that this new passport that he either received recently or is about to receive hopefully um he'll keep keep because it's the first time that he's been sober so right. maybe right, right. this is a new leaf um either that or carrie just needs to take charge of it and i yeah. hate to put it on her because it's not her responsibility to keep track of her husband's legal documents but i mean i don't know it's her money now too <laughs> right so well and i love when andrew was like keep saying don't forget we need visas like let's not celebrate too early we still need visas (laughs) i would have been all over those visas i mean if i was andrew i wouldn't let luke take the lead on any of that so hopefully Mm -hmm. he's getting it figured out and so yeah you're right when you say you get anxiety and you're kind of grinding your teeth when you're listening Mm -hmm. to this but this is luke's brand baby we gotta embrace it he's stressful (laughs) yeah he's a he's a Life is not boring <laughs> where Luke comes and the the interestingness of him is often self-inflicted, but certainly makes it interesting to listen to his stories. Yes. Uh, so anyway, as all this 
talk has been going on on TVTL about, you know, whether he's going to get his passport in time and, and all this stuff. And we'll get into a little bit more of that. I think that plays into some of these clips, the problems that he's been having. Um, we were just chatting about all of this and Phyllis sort of idly said, hey, Anne, how's the status of the passport clip show coming? And I was like, oh, my God, this is the perfect time. We're ever going <laughs> to totally. drop this clip show. Now is the time with only a couple of weeks before they leave for Australia. So we fast tracked it. And here we are. We've got some good material to look into. But I do want to start just quickly, as we always do, talking about our own experiences. I know you do some international traveling. You guys go to Mexico fairly mm -hmm. often, right? Yeah. Yes. And then um, up to Vancouver or into mm -hmm. Canada every once in a while. Have you done a, a lot of other traveling besides that, international traveling? No, just the two times I went on cruises. And that feels like it's not international, really. Because you're just on a floating hotel and then mm -hmm. like park in a port and then go, oh, wow, this is great. And then it, go back it's on. It's like portable America. Yeah. And they also don't stamp your passport, which makes me really mad. What? Be when this most recent one, they never even asked for my passport. You had to get it. They, they checked it when you got on. Uh -huh. But then they just assumed, oh, you're a boat person. Right. But like, what if you would have missed the boat and you're stuck? I mean, I guess that's where... That's why you don't personal miss the boat. responsibility comes in. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't miss the boat. Oh, I never would. No, me neither. <laughs> I'd be back there like an hour before last call or whatever it is to get on the boat because I'd be so freaked out about it. Well, and also until I don't know the exact dates, but um, maybe it, it was definitely after 9-11 before that you could use just your birth certificate to get into both Canada and Mexico. Mm -hmm. So the, I didn't actually get a passport until probably, probably about a couple years after that. The first time I went to Mexico, probably like 2005. Sure. That was my first one. I know you're a global, you're a globe trotter. I, well, I am. Um, when I went to my parents' house for Easter, my mom goes through these periods of purging like once every year or so she like gets it into her soul that she needs to purge and every time she does it she comes up with something new that she you know artifacts from the past that she wants to push on me I don't know how she has anything mm -hmm. left but she unearthed my very first passport <gasps> and made me take it and it's from 1980 so I was three we need to have that be the show picture all right I'll post it <laughs> It's cute. It's a cute little little picture. And it has lots of little stamps because 1980 is when we moved to England. And then we went back and forth. I think we visited the States every summer for a couple of weeks and then usually at Christmas. And so that's basically seven years of going back and forth a couple of times a year to Europe. But also, wouldn't you travel within Europe because everything's closer? Yes, Yep. It's a, it's different now that they have the EU and, oh, I forget what it is, but it's the agreement that allows you to move freely within EU borders. So mm -hmm. like when I went to um, Portugal, um, how did that work? Oh, no. When I, when I was leaving Portugal, I went from Portugal to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to... United States. And so when I was in Portugal, I didn't have to go through passport control because they hmm. do it 
before you leave the EU. So I did it in Amsterdam instead. Oh. So you, so it's like they have a an agreement that once you've come into the EU area, that they'll be like, okay, you went to the Netherlands. We'll trust that they've done all the necessary things, and we'll just we'll just let you go. We'll turn you loose. And let you go. It wasn't that way in the 80s. So I do have lots of stamps from like Spain and France and wherever. But I don't know. I don't know where I went. It's, you know, it's not that impressive or memorable when you're six to do all that stuff. Right. You got to go back when you're an adult. <laughs> Never impressed. Um, But that makes, um, that is one of the reasons why Brexit's going to be super annoying. Exactly. Yep. Because now... They did it to themselves. <laughs> yep. All the British people are not going to be able to move within the EU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we laugh at them, but we have Trump, so... I know. I know. <laughs> it was... Was it... What was first? Was it Brexit or that was it Trump? I think it was Trump first. And we were all embarrassed. It was very close. And then it Brexit came close. and I was like, oh, okay, well, at least we're not, you know, idiots all by ourselves right. out here. So <laughs> One of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't traveled internationally that much as an adult, just because when I have to pay for it myself, <laughs> I, would, I would love to do more traveling, but it's just uh, something that I have to be a little bit more careful about. But I have a few stamps in the passport and I like it and I'm planning the next trip. But um, let's talk about these clips because they're pretty funny, I think. They're, mm-hmm. Luke is so cheerful about all of this stuff. Um, cheerful after the fact, of course. I'm sure he was in a like a stress-induced rage. Well, we know he was for one of the clips, but we'll talk about that. Uh, so let's start by, as always, thanking our archivists. Um, I'll thank myself twice just because <laughs> I was on the lookout for passport clips. I actually sort of went searching for them. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple of these are mine. But also thank you to Katie Wilbur and to Mark Hutchison for documenting the other two clips. Uh, could not have done it without you two. Thanks for your hard work. So this first clip is from June 1st in 2009, pretty early in the show's history it's Luke and Jen on the radio still and Luke had to get a new passport and he had some problems which leads him to tell the story of getting his very first passport let's take a listen let me start with crazy passport story I went I'm going to um I haven't really talked about this on the show I actually have felt sensitive about bringing it up because I know people are going to be kind of mad that you're taking a vacation? Yeah. No. I do. I feel like I feel like I'm letting people down a little bit. I'm not kidding. No, don't but, feel like that. So I'm going. Uh, Vanessa and I are going to Spain on Friday, which we're really excited about. Um, but I had to get my passport um, renewed. I had a passport, but when I got divorced in L.A., me and the Mexican movers were allowed into the house for about 35 minutes total, and uh, I just in grabbing everything somehow didn't grab my old passport. So. Um, I, I had a passport, but it was lost. But when I went to the thing today with all of my paperwork and everything, they were going through the computer and uh, because they were just going to be like renewing, basically reprinting a new passport for me. And they said, well, are you a U.S. citizen? And I said, uh, yeah. You know, I was born in California and my parents are U.S. citizens. She said, I don't have it here that you're a U.S. citizen. So she calls her boss over and 
they're looking at the computer and they're just kind of dumbstruck. And then they get a couple other people over there and there's like a whole gaggle of passport State Department employees looking at my file with amazement. And they were like, how did he get a passport without citizenship? And what happened, I guess, is like I couldn't find my birth certificate back in 1999 when I first got a passport issued. And so um, – or, or maybe – actually, I'm sorry. It was actually 2001. I didn't have a passport, and so I didn't have a birth certificate. So I was trying to think, how could this have happened? And then I realized – I remembered the day that I got my passport issued. And it was at the same office, the Seattle Passport Office down in the federal building. And I had – I'd shown up. It was the day of my wedding, and I was in a tuxedo, like something out of The Graduate, right? Wait, Dustin Hoffman's not getting married. He's breaking up a wedding. <laughs> like something out of, what's the Chris O'Donnell movie where he's marrying people? The Bachelor? Maybe that one. Something out of a movie where a guy is on his wedding day in a tuxedo at some kind of, you know, like off, you know, bureaucratic office. Sure. I'm standing at the window in my tuxedo, and I'm saying to the lady behind the counter, I am getting married in an hour and I'm going to Italy the next day. And if I don't get this passport, my life will be ruined. And I remember this lady, a very nice older lady looking at me and just kind of going, all right. And she basically rubber stamped my passport. And I was, so I was traveling without any other proper documentation. Just, you know, no proof that I was a U.S. citizen. Basically like a modern day Muhammad Atta. Well, maybe that's overstating. Maybe it. a little. In that, minus some things. Yeah, in that I also, you know, the only crime that I committed in Italy was, you know, not paying for an extra scoop of uh, gelato <laughs> when they kind of gave me, you know, a really big serving or something. So anyway, it was it was it was nuts because I was just making me think a little bit about what a different world we were in pre nine eleven, and and what happened was the day I got back from my honeymoon was the day before nine eleven. So when I was having this whole passport problem back in 2001, I mean, that was in the olden days where like a, a kindly older lady could actually say to you at the State Department, yeah, OK. Can you imagine now you can't even have coffee in there now? Like, I don't know how that's going to aid your terroristic plans. You can't have coffee. You can't take pictures. You can't. I mean, it's like the rules. There's like five security guards. By the way, hell on earth being a security guard at the passport office, because guess what? Nothing happens there. And there's seriously five security guards. So they've not even spilled coffee. That's right. Like, no, they've made it so people that are not even hepped up on moon juice. Oof. So it's. I mean, I was watching those guys. I mean, they got it rough. Imagine if you're one of the security guards there and you don't like the other guys you work with, or they're just boring people. You are seriously sitting there at a desk, and they don't even have five chairs. There's one chair. Only one of them gets to sit down at the same time. The rest of them stand and watch Judge Judy on a TV, and the volume's up just a little bit. You can just kind of hear what she's saying. <laughs> anyway, enough. Anyway, yeah. The point is that I was—I had no idea that I was such an international fugitive, but apparently I was. I am no longer. I now today you're legal. That's right. That's right. It's a new birthday for me. It's a new day for Luke Burbank because I now travel. Uh, I now travel legally under the under the American colors. And I'm happy to be doing that. Well, so, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I know, I know what it must have been like to be on Ellis Island. <laughs> I know what it must have been like to come across from Europe and lose three or four of your children to, uh, you know, dysentery on the trip over and then finally get there and have them say, you're changing your name. And then you, you walk out into the tenements of Manhattan and you look around and you say, this is my new life. That's sort of what I felt like today. Uh, that passport office is more amazing than I even knew. Well, they have Judge Judy on. <laughs> With the volume turned up a little bit, so it's a quite an amazing world.
Um, Chrissy, let's just get this out of the way before we start talking about passports. Okay. Why does Luke think people are going to be mad at him that he's taking a vacation? I have no idea. That's that was so crazy. random. Like he has this responsibility to be on the show every night. And this is during the whole period of time when he was like flying to L.A. and like doing the show from L.A. on Fridays and mm-hmm. running around. So I don't know why he thinks it would be such a big deal that he would go to Spain for a week or so. But he was worrying about it. Yeah, it's part of him caring too much about what people think about him, oh, at least at the time. Yeah. But I mean, like, we had so much fun. I say we, um, as listeners, while he was gone. Remember, we learned the Spanish phrases? We did. Yep. And he checked in from Spain and would tell us funny stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he was nervous about it. It's very weird. I don't know. Maybe People deserve vacations. It was his first, not his first. I was going to say his first big boy job, but he had, you know, covered Congress for NPR. That was kind of mm-hmm. a big boy job. But, you know, this is his first starring job where everything mm-hmm. was on his shoulders, I guess. Yeah. So he was really nervous about what would happen if he wasn't there for an entire week. But mm-hmm. he, Jen's got it. Come on. Yeah. Well, and I also think that that's kind of a um, a man thing. I know my dad definitely has it that if they're not there the world is going to crumble yeah like Cairo would have gone out of business (laughs) for that week and everything nothing would have happened the show would have been canceled when he got home right that seems like a reasonable fear yeah I mean my dad won't retire he's still pushing it back because he's just like well I have just one more project as if that's gonna say like the whole Alaska Airlines won't be in business if he doesn't work but, a couple more months. But didn't he move to Palm Springs? Yes. So he flies. He flies on to Palm Springs on Thursday nights, and then comes back to work on Monday. Okay. And he's renting a room. Okay. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Well, that's one way to. Deal with not wanting to retire, not knowing what you're going to do when you retire, I suppose. But as far as this passport goes, so in the current passport situation of 2019, the problem was that Luke went to get this new passport to replace the one that had been stolen, but found out that his name since his name is not legally Luke Burbank, it's legally Luke Kelly, they didn't want to issue him a a passport, or he thought they didn't want to issue him, or he thought Mm -hmm. they might reject him, or he thought they were being difficult, which of course it turned Mm -hmm. out they were being none of those things. But because he doesn't have a birth certificate that says Luke Burbank... This caused all sorts of problems. And we can see the origin of this in this clip, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I wonder. Okay, so this is in 2009. He still doesn't have his birth certificate. I wonder when he actually learned that his legal name isn't Luke Burbank. I don't know. Because he now has the the birth certificate, right? Yep, I think so. I I don't know. I, I mean, I talked about this when it was happening that... He's signed so many legal documents as Luke Burbank. As Burbank. Yep. Yeah. And even that they're kind of, I mean, he found a way, but there kind of is a loophole that when you get married, you can change your name free the mm-hmm. one time and also when you get divorced. So he signed Luke Burbank 
And I guess that would kind of be a loophole twice. Mm-hmm. He, he assigned that name as his legal name. And like bought houses, cars. Yep. All sorts of things. Yep. Like it's, it's very interesting that he got this far mm-hmm. before someone finally pointed out that it's not great. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. And that is an example, I think, not only of Luke's charm, but that upper middle class white male privilege right. going on. Because yes. that <laughs> would not have happened for, you know, a black woman or whatever. Right. And he is so charming. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you think about his wedding, his first wedding was in 2001, he said, right? Mm-hmm. So here it is on the day of his wedding. He's like 24 in a tuxedo. I'm sure just adorable as all get out pleading with the lady at the passport office to give him a passport that day. <laughs> that right. is something that How would not, no? that would not work for any of the rest of us. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't even try it. No, that's the thing. <laughs> well, I, but what is he going to do? You and I wouldn't try it because we would never allow ourselves to be in that situation. Honestly, I wonder if he didn't know that he had to have a passport. It could have been. Because the the rules were a little bit looser then. I mean, because he got married, I would assume, before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, like that year, right? Um, yep. So rules were a lot looser. You could... And he... Um, He's probably been to Canada. He probably went to Mexico. All you need is a birth certificate. And I could see him getting caught up in all of the wedding details. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, what was her name? Crystalline? I don't know. I think it's something like that. She's like, okay, you have everything? No, I need that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh Because he's probably never traveled. I mean, they had six kids. They're their vacations were going to buy a used piano in like five states away. Right, right. So I doubt that they were jet setting. So maybe he just didn't know. Maybe, I guess. Well, so that excuses him the first time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't excuse him. Like when you buy tickets, you should, I mean, now when you buy a plane ticket, you have to put your passport in. Like there's a lot more checks and balances that go on. Yep. Um, now, which is good. In, in a post 9-11 world. Yes. I thought that was a very odd choice. He made a Mohammed Atta joke, who was one of those, yeah. you know, 9-11 hijackers. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe not, Luke. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he complained about the security guards at the passport office, whatever, that there are five of them and only one chair and there's nothing to do. And he was like, that must be just the most terrible security guard job ever and I was like no I mean, is <laughs> do you become a security guard because you're looking for somebody to try and have a rampage in the passport office I would go to work every day and pray that nothing happened right they get to have a job I mean is boring really right but... that would be that would be the the bad part and maybe they cycle out that mm-hmm. you don't have to be at the passport office every day but how do you keep up on Judge Judy if you're not there every day? <laughs> <laughs> on silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing at the end of this clip was that Luke, well, he was doing that metaphor where he was pretending that he now understood what it was like to go through Ellis Island, which was funny. 
Um, but he says, you know, to have some kids die and to have a dysentery. And they, Andrew and Luke did a whole episode once when Luke discovered that he'd been saying dysentery incorrectly for his whole entire life. And I just, I was so tickled that we caught an instance of this in the wild. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that Jen didn't call him out on that. I don't know. And it was the the extra T was just so clearly pronounced. I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no, oh Luke. I just had one comment: is all of this like the birth certificate? Him, I think he legitimately didn't know that his legal name it wasn't could be. That. It, it very well could be. Um, this and and the fact that. They didn't even know he was a he was a U.S. resident or citizen. Mm-hmm. This makes me think that there was a lot of failing in the paperwork, right from the beginning. Yeah, if he was at the passport office saying "Look me up" under Luke Burbank, and mm-hmm. his birth certificate is on as Luke Kelly, then that could be the entire reason they were all scratching oh. their heads and like we can't find you. It's interesting. Yep. Well, I'm glad things are more secure now. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I mean it's a pain, but I'd I'd much rather it be more secure than mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. than this nonsense. Oh, look at that cutie in the in the tux. Let's just give him a document that lets him go anywhere in the world on a yep. plane. Yep. <laughs> he wants to go on his honeymoon. I don't want to wreck that. Right. All right, should we go on to the next situation? All right. All right. <laughs> okay, this is from July. 8th of 2011 Luke can't find his passport well speaking of wild scenes I am uh, going to a bachelor party for Camaro Kev of a stack of dimes fame and we are going to Vancouver if I can get into the country I have to say every time I am going to leave the country which is not that frequently maybe once a year the day that I'm leaving the country like today I think to myself where is that passport? <laughs> <laughs> and I usually end up tearing the house apart like Gollum looking for the precious <laughs> because everyone's like out in front, like on the car, like beep, beep, like let's go, dude. And I'm running around trying to find the there, thing that allows me to leave the country. Are there multiple places it could be? I mean, it seems oh, like sure. you're pa- Oh, really? Well, it could be, um, it could be in my backpack. It could be in my other, that old cool leather bag that I used to carry, except for then the cat peed on it. <laughs> and uh, there's no getting that out of leather. So that's now in the closet. It could be in there. Could be. I mean, is this, you haven't seen it since you went to Spain? Is that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, might be. There is a file, filing cabinet, file <laughs> folder up in that other office where it might be. Uh-huh. But I also get nervous. Like, I don't want to look in the obvious place first. Because do you ever do this? You don't yeah. ever do this. Well, you're I not. know, I know the thinking, which is that because if it's not there, you're screwed. Yes. So you what I always do is I look in the weirdest possible places. So I'll probably go to the neighbor's house first, um, drive down to the uh, the dump and see, pick through some of the garbage of things we've thrown out over the last six months. I'll start with the the mo- the longest shots. Look under the seat of the Audi, and then eventually work my way up to looking in the where filing it cabinet, where is. it should be and probably is right. I want to leave that as the last option. 
I have a folder. I'm sure this will not surprise you. <laughs> and the folder has my passport, uh, an, a credit card, an emergency credit card. It has um, $50 cash. And it has a spare key to my car. And that's and then and it has this like um, one of those little USB flash drive things that has all of Jason's blueprints on it, like all of his all of his work. I, I so admire, that if I ever have to race out the door, I can just grab everything we need. I know you wanted him to throw it in a duffel, which <laughs> isn't just a Beyonce song, although it should be <laughs> called "Throw It in a Duffel." But I think you should think about that because then the the most if you ever have to flee the mm-hmm. house or you have to yeah. run out the door or whatever, it's just right there in your hall closet, and you can just grab it and go. Well, I don't think that's a bad idea at all, but I guess the the thing that I'm – when I hear about these preparations you make, the thing that I, I, I'm always a little curious about is like I'm trying to imagine a world in which you need $50, Jason's blueprints, and uh, you know, like two juice boxes or something. I'm, well, trying to, I'm trying to think about what kind of a world – what kind of what kind of a dystopian future has happened where – you need those items. Well, one time we used to live in an apartment building in Lake City yeah. and um, it caught on fire. And so I fled the building and I called Jason from our emergency meeting place, which was the used to be the Denny's on Lake City Way. Now it's an enterprise car rental. Mm. So I called him from the emergency meeting place. Where had he gone? He was at a meeting Okay. to tell him I'm at the emergency meeting place. And he said, did you grab the folder? No. How much because of in the... the fire, it was I was panicking, and yeah. so I just grabbed the dog. And, and something tells me the fire, I'm guessing here, the fire was not a huge thing. <laughs> I don't think it actually ever became a fire. I it think it smoke. was smoke. But you just said, well, all the alarms, you know, all the yeah. alarms were going off, yeah. so I grabbed the dog and went out. But that was that's the key problem is that I we I, it's ready, but you do have to grab it. Do you know that when I'm in a hotel and the fire alarm goes off, I never leave the room? I assume it's a false alarm. I'll probably burn to death someday. <laughs> I was in a hotel a couple weeks ago in Chicago or somewhere, and the alarm went off, and I just thought, that's not real. And it wasn't. See, it's too bad it wasn't, because what you need is <laughs> you need a good fire to scare you. I need like you. a six, right, on the scale of one to ten. I don't, be, I, don't want, I don't need to be killed, but I need to see a little smoke coming under the door and then freak out and then from now on obey the rules. Well, it's interesting because it's, it's your rebellious nature – Mm-hmm. meeting your lazy nature i have a spirit of rebellion jen i don't know if you know that it's been di- I'm formally, pretty sure we were both formally diagnosed, diagnosed through uh, intercessory prayer yes in chapel yeah i remember yeah um but you know I, what i mean it's two things meeting which is like they're not going to tell me i have to get up and i really don't want to get up right like both oh, those things hit you at the same yeah, time absolutely and also in the movie lost in translation it's a false alarm well there you go so i assume that is probably applicable to real life <laughs> Um, I've been in a hotel when it was on fire, um, and it wasn't that bad. It was like the, the uh, like an air conditioning unit. It wasn't on fire. It started smoking, and then mm-hmm. it was like you know, I was I did leave that time. I did go down to the lobby, but um, but but uh, okay. What about this? Because this this happened in Southern California. What if all of a sudden um, somebody was going door to door and saying there's a gas leak and we're getting everybody out of this neighborhood? Wouldn't that's a situation that could very much happen. I would leave then. I mean, if there's a real... But you would have to leave right then, and if you don't have your Oh, I see, if I have my duffel, my you, pouch. You're acting like I think that the apocalypse is about to happen. I do not think the apocalypse this is about to happen, is but a... I do think there might be a gas leak. Right. This is like a yawn-pocalypse. It's like a kind <laughs> of... 
It's a thing that means you have to leave your house, yeah. but it's not a big deal. Right. This is your in-between. You, you can go get some coffee and snacks because yeah. you have 50 bucks. Yeah. I should do this, Jen. I really should. I'm not, I'm not um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give you a hard time over your preparation. It's, it's impressive to me. I mean, it's like I am – it's funny that we've made it this far in our professional and personal relationship because I don't <laughs> think two people could be more opposite when it comes to this stuff. I mean, you see me. It's like <laughs> – I don't ever have a plan for anything, and and you always have a plan for everything, and yet and yet here we are. So, uh, uh, as uh, as your mother in law used to say, Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise. Mm-hmm. I.e., if I find my passport, I will be going to Canada uh, tonight. Okay, so this clip uh, definitely plays into your theory that he thinks it's a one time document. The last time he saw his passport was when he went to Spain in 2009. Yes, for the last clip. And do you think he's joking or telling the truth that he looks in the most random place first and then goes backwards? I don't know. I cannot see any kind of logical reason to do that. I know, but... He comes on the show and says, oh, I, I'm leaving. We're, we're going on this thing and I need it. But he hasn't even checked the file where they put those things yet. Right. So, all right. So this is the first indication that he's starting to make some progress because he says normally everybody is outside in the car, like honking, like, come on, Burbank. And he's oh trying gosh. to find his passport now he's like 24 hours out from the event and he's thinking about it already (laughs) so (laughs) yes but just that is stressful yes why do you always want to be that friend Uh, I know I I put myself into the place of the people waiting out in the Mm. car like you would just stop inviting him (sighs) yes I would never want to travel with Luke because it would just be too stressful for me frankly. Yeah, I'm really excited and stressed about this it, this Australia trip. Yes. And, we'll see how it goes. and I'm much more of an Andrew. I would rather be at the airport three hours early. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not as bad as he is. I don't have quite as much anxiety. It's not as pathological as his is. But I far lean towards the let's get there with plenty of room. So mm-hmm. if I'm Andrew and I am waiting for Luke to go anywhere i'm just getting increasingly anxious about all of this yeah the good part is if luke loses his passport in australia (laughs) andrew can go home (laughs) (laughs) but if he loses it before andrew's not gonna drive through the outback by himself nope 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 so if he's gonna lose it at all Mm -hmm. let's hope for while in australia just for andrew Exactly. Being team Andrew on this, just just because we have travel similarities. <laughs> now, anybody who's listening to this may be thinking, but Christy, Luke's not so bad that he's going to lose his passport in the middle of a trip. Ha <laughs> Oh, contraire. That's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. <laughs> but, okay, so we were talking before we start, started recording, mm-hmm. and you said... That Jeremy is so obsessed with his passport that he mm-hmm. wants to carry it around with him all the time. Which he does. is what Luke does. 
um, in this most recent thing, we said he he had it in his backpack of his go bag with all his stuff that got stolen out of the car at the Baranoff. Uh, so he hadn't traveled internationally in in how long? And he had his passport with his possessions, carrying them around. And he talks about, in this clip, doing the same thing about always having it with him. Why would you do that? I don't know. I mean, listen, if I'm I'm trying to be charitable to Jeremy here, in the event of like the Walking Dead style apocalypse, or maybe more to the point, Handmaid's Tale style occurrence, Mm -hmm. maybe it's good for Jeremy to have his passport so that you guys can head straight for Canada. But that's the only scenario where I can see that you should have your passport on you as if you are in a dangerously unstable uh, civilization or governmental situation. Other than that. And I had no idea that he carried it on him until today when he said that. (laughs) Because I know that he's obsessed with it. Every time he goes on trip, they just recently went to um, go see BattleBots in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he says, do I need my passport? No, you don't need your passport to travel to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always like, are you sure? And then when we're there, he's stressed out. Oh, are you sure we don't need it? Yes, I'm 100% sure that we don't need it <laughs> to go to Chicago or whatever. But, but the reason is there's been news recently about how our... The Washington State licenses aren't going to be enough to be able to get on planes by themselves. Yep. You have to. Isn't Minnesota one of those yep. too? Yep. So we have to either get an enhanced license or travel with a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's hearing that and assuming that, that it's now? Maybe. Um, I don't the last time I went to Seattle and I stayed with you, I took my passport just in case because the deadline for when all the states were supposed to be converted over to the enhanced license was right in the middle of when I was in Seattle. So like I would not have needed an enhanced license to go out there, but I would to come back. I don't know where that all sits. They're still hashing it out in the Minnesota state legislature. So they keep giving them deadlines or like a extensions. Yep. Yeah. I think it's been extended like three years now. Mm -hmm. So they can get their craft together. So did you get an enhanced license? No, they're still working it out. I recently got mine. Oh, did you? um, Because my license expired this year. So I um, said I might as well just get that one. Um, The weirdness is I kind of had a Luke situation is that since I got my license at 16, I've had Christy on my license. But that's not my legal name. Sure. Always been that. Everything in my life is that except my birth certificate and my passport. No. Yeah. And my passport. So when I went in to get the enhanced license, they're like, no, you can't, you can't have Christy. You need to go and change everything. Ew, no. Yeah. So I had to change everything to Christina. And now like my bank is that I have to sign everything as that. It's just really annoying, but I get it. Like it's more secure. It's, you mm-hmm. know, you can't just go make up a name, which is, I mean, even though it's a part, it's, you know, a shortened version I have been annoyed my entire life <laughs> that my mother named me Elizabeth Ann and then called me Ann because yeah, all because... of my documents say Elizabeth and I just, it doesn't, 
I mean, it's a minor annoyance, right? But it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. Like when I uh, got my gym membership, I think I got that in 2003 and I still go to the same gym. And when I was doing the paperwork, I said to her, so do I have to use my legal name or can I put Anne on the paperwork? And she's like, uh, no, let's go with the legal name. And then we'll just <gasps> make sure that in the computer it says Anne, you know, for the check-ins and whatever. And I was like, okay, well, guess what didn't happen? So now, 15 years later, every time I go to the gym, they scan my the, my card and they're like, have a great day, Elizabeth. <sighs> and I'm just like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's annoying, though, because it's not your name. It is. There is a one of the group fitness instructors there who teaches some of the classes that I go to. She said hello to me one day and she called me Elizabeth. And I realized it's because she was like up at the check-in counter when I was there. And she actually took the time to look at the screen and figure out what my name was so she could greet me by name. It was such a nice impulse. Right. But now every time she says, hi, Elizabeth, how are you? And I'm like, I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's fine. It's one of those minor, minor annoyances. If that's the worst I have to deal with in this life, uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about Jen's emergency preparedness. We know that she famously has the emergency kit in the trunk Mm -hmm. that includes wine. Yes, of course. And weren't there little bottles of vodka? Little bottles of vodka and... Other things that I found to be completely impractical, but Jen felt would be very necessary in an emergency. (laughs) But um, this is another example of her really being on top of the preparedness game to just have that folder. I think by the front door, she said that in an emergency, you just you have everything that you need to, I don't know, reestablish a life. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I was as organized as her and as ready. I think, I mean, I don't have a folder that I would grab in case of emergency. I know exactly where my passport is and my social security card is with it. And I think there's a spare credit card there, but I don't have it organized in a folder by the door because I just, I don't, I don't think about trouble that way like I'm not worried Mm. that there's going to be a gas leak or a fire right I don't discount it but you know I studied probability so I have sort (laughs) of like a like a realistic sense of how much I need to worry about this Jen worries about things a lot more than I do I think I would more it would be more likely that I would have like some kind of file on my phone I mean like one of those password one or whatever mm-hmm. the last pass has where you can put documents scan documents or um, put information because then you could just start over I actually do have the last couple of times that I traveled internationally I went and um, made a photocopy of uh, like I arranged the credit cards that I was taking and my passport and my driver's license I put them on the photocopier and then just Mm -hmm. took a copy of the front and the back of all of those so that I would have those should anything happen. But of course now I could just take a picture on my phone Mm -hmm. of all of those Did you give it to anyone? No, I just had it in my stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's um, what my boss, he would travel six months out of the year all over, 
all over the place and um he and I would do that too I'd have a copy and he'd have a copy but like when my sister goes she goes on these like epic vacations where she doesn't go anywhere for two years and then like she's spending two months in New Zealand sure oh wow um, in in November so um I make her give me all of her like travel itinerary and every all the information mm-hmm. because first of all she doesn't know how to use her cell phone she has one it's fancy <laughs> it's new but she just goes like she, a couple of times she said make a podcast happen on my phone or oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> she knows how to text and that's about it and so even if she had that stuff on her phone it wouldn't it wouldn't matter I think it's nice to be to especially when you're traveling internationally yep I agree well, you should tell people yeah like, tell one of your brothers or something well I'll tell you Okay, <laughs> that too. I would feel very comfortable if you had my details, Christy. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's be each other's uh, check-in. Yes. So uh, let's talk about hotel fires. Okay. Because, I mean, one of the examples Jen uses, or maybe Luke uses, is if the house is on fire. That's one mm-hmm. one reason you'd have to run out, or Jen says maybe a gas leak. But then Luke's like... Oh, yeah, the fire alarm goes off in the hotel. I never leave, except for that one time when there was actually a fire, but it wasn't really a fire. It was smoke, but I did go down to the lobby for that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you ever been in a hotel fire? No, I've never been in a hotel where the smoke alarm went off. Yeah, I I was in one. What? And and, uh, it turned out it was drunk people pulling the alarm. Of course. Um, Of course. But... It was two o'clock in the morning. The alarm starts going off and I feel like I maybe had a couple drinks. So for me, that means drunk. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this isn't happening. Like (laughs) it was so weird because there's also this light that's flashing Mm -hmm. and I go out and no one else is coming out of their room. I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't happening. I'm just going to go back to bed. But it was so loud. I couldn't sleep. And I was in the room next to my cousin. So I was like pounding on their door. They don't come. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely not happening. And then this guy comes out of his room in a robe, definitely naked underneath it, this old guy. And we just both look at each other and kind of shrug and then go back into our rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, And then the next day I was like, you guys didn't hear that? And they said, no. And that's very scary that (laughs) we didn't hear a fire alarm going off. But yeah, we found out that it was a bunch of drunk people pulled the alarm oh for god's sake if i smelled or saw smoke i would have gone outside yeah i thought it was so hilarious that luke was like yeah but it wasn't really a fire and jen was like that's too bad what you really needed was a real fire to teach you a lesson (laughs) yeah i mean she's not wrong i mean Uh -uh. that's why he needed to have that bag stolen to know not to put his like most important things in that bag mm-hmm. and leave it in his car. Yep. We'll learn about that bag again later. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to the next yes. segment? This is, we'll hop forward a few years uh, in July of uh, 2015. All three of these clips so far have been like in the middle of summer. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe that's just when Luke mm-hmm. is traveling. <laughs> Um, we have used a clip from this episode before when we were doing our road trip show, because this is 
is one of the times when Luke went on the the forced cross country trip. Uh, and forced in quotation. Yes, forced. Right. And this is the the reason why he had again in quotations to do the trip, uh, and in which he lost his passport and kind of didn't have a driver's license and could not fly home to Seattle from Buffalo, New York, and this is how he handled it. What are you doing in Kendallville, and is Kendallville a real place, and are you on the lamb? I have a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, I am really in Kendallville, Indiana. It It appears to be, as I'm here, a real place. The reason that I am west of... New York State, as opposed to in the middle part of New York State, heading east, as was the plan, is because on Saturday, when I got a ride to the Buffalo airport to rent a vehicle to begin my my drive about, my exploration of the state of New York, which was going to eventuate in Cooperston at the Baseball Hall of Fame, I got to the rental car place and I looked in my pocket and I realized I cannot find my passport. And that is an issue because I also don't really have a proper driver's license. I mean, I have one, like it hasn't been suspended, but I lost it. And when I went to the DMV, they gave me like a copy. In the state of Washington, they give you a copy of your driver's license and then they mail you the real one. Well, the woman at the Hertz rental counter was not having that shit. In fact, it was like the first time I've ever had this happen, where I go up and the I have a reservation and I present the woman this thing, which says on it, this is a legal driver's license, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not laminated. That's the big, the lamination seems to really convey an authenticity. And you used to, to have the, a laminator that you were very much enamored with. I know. I mean, the thing is, I could have avoided this just by self-laminating. Right. I mean, that, that, that's the answer to so many of life's problems. Yeah, just, Laminate in advance. Yeah, self-laminating. Yeah. So um, uh, I'll be doing some self-laminating on this trip. I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah, no, I know. Let's anyway, keep it um, clean, folks. I could, I could sense in your voice <laughs> before I even made that joke that you had a bad feeling. That's the direction that that joke was going in. So I've never had this happen before. The woman says, I don't feel comfortable renting the car to you with this, this kind of janky driver's license. And then her manager comes out and looks at it and he says, you know what? It's fine. You know, you've rented from us before and, and I'll let you I'll let you do it this time. She was not having that either. She got out the handbook. She was looking at each state and what is supposed to be happening with each state and the driver's licenses. And she kept saying, this isn't, this doesn't have the seal on it. And I kept saying, well, yeah, because this is what they give you until they mail you the real one. She went into the back room. She talked her boss out of letting me rent the car. Oh, man. Did you leave her that a big is, tip? That is the highest order of player hating yeah, I have no personally kidding. ever been been part of. Um, I didn't leave her a big tip, but I really did have this sort of moment of, of almost having a kind of a Jack Lemon in the out-of-towners. In fact, I did. I pulled a bit of a Jack Lemon. If you aren't familiar, Jack uh, out-of-towners is a great movie. Where Jack Lemon is just, he goes to New York City on a trip and everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And he's so angry but not able to really impact, you know, these reservations. Like things keep going bad and his only way of, of feeling some sense of control is to write down everyone's names. Like, <laughs> oh, I man, need your I name. know that feeling. I know I, that I know. feeling. 
I know really that 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 movie was based, I think, on your life. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, and so I basically said to the woman, like, I need your name because here's what I was facing in that very moment: no car, I can't fly home because Lord knows you're not going to let me get on a plane with this paper ID. Mm-hmm. I was like completely trapped in Buffalo. At least I, I feared I would be. And I really wanted to just look her in the eye, and I want to give everyone a, a swear alert here because I'm going to say a, a swear. I want to look her in the eye and say, go fuck yourself. It's very much I like really planes, did. trains, and automobiles is the first thing yes. that I'm picturing. Yeah. Yes, although the difference is I'm really the John Candy in this in every situation. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Less like, of the Steve like, Martin. Less of the Steve. This, I wish I could say this was something that just happened to me. It's more like, hey, you dope. If you lose your driver's license, then really make sure you don't lose your passport. Um, uh, so, uh, and by the way, I, I wish I had a cool story behind losing the passport. I think what happened was it was in the back pocket of some pants, and I sent a whole bag of stuff down to the laundry at the hotel at the Chautauqua Institution. Yeah. And then I didn't need ID when I was on the grounds of Chautauqua, so it didn't even occur to me till a couple of days later to even like feel around and look for the passport. At that point, I, it was gone. I've called them. They're looking for it, but I, I don't think it's going to turn up. So okay. I wanted to just scream at this lady, but I, I realized I had to keep my wits about me because it was the 4th of July, and I was at the part of the airport where they have like 10 rental car counters, mm-hmm. and I knew that if I turned into a maniac there, every other rental counter was going to like turn their back. They were going to give me right. a straight-up Joseph and Mary, no room at the inn. Right, right, right. Which was also an issue because really— Almost all the cars were rented out because it was the Fourth of July. Right. I'm and I'm and I'm also hatching a plan in my mind, a, like a quick backup plan of like, okay, no airplane. Well, maybe I could just drive across the country, mm-hmm. um, and then that's being thwarted by Yvonne from Hertz. And I'm, got her name. I need your name, and she's like right. Yvonne, and I'm like, and what's your last name? And she says, I'm not telling you that. And she said, my manager is like Rob or something, and I said, okay, Yvonne and Rob. Rob was hiding in the back room. Yeah. Rob was not as confrontational as Yvonne. No, no. He's letting his employees boss him around. He sounds like a pretty um, non-confrontational kind of guy. Yeah. So I go next door, and uh, the, uh, uh, the, they say, sorry, we're out of cars. I go to, you know, whatever, like Avis. And then I go down to, like, Enterprise, and they're out of cars. And finally I get to National, and they have cars, and they are okay-ish. With my <laughs> janky ID. Also, the young lady, Tiffany, very nice. Her manager, maybe also named Ron, very nervous. Hmm. Like, like I almost thought, does he recognize me from somewhere? Like, as in, does he think I'm a celebrity? Because he was just, he was sort of smiling and sweating. And I think he, he kind of didn't want to accept this ID, but he also really didn't want to um, disappoint me. Hmm. So he said, cool. The one, here was the test they did. Here was the loyalty oath. He said, we need to call your cell phone and make sure that it rings so we know that's really the phone number. Oh, that's actually kind of smart. I know. I'd never, I'd never been through something like that before. So I told him the number, and then I just held the phone up at the counter, and then he dialed it, and then that's the he saw their number pop up. And mm-hmm. that was like – they were like, well, he'll never steal the car because this cell phone right. has a number that can be dialed. What, there is nobody there to explain that you're Luke Burbank, and you're also about to lose your cell phone at some point in the next probably five days as well. Oh, unquestionably. I thought I lost it yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so Luke, Luke's theory is that he left his passport in his pocket. I think you should never 
carry your passport in your pocket. Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. So yeah. you get your man purse. But uh, we did find out later, or he had it in his pocket and he thinks he sent it down in the laundry at the Chautauqua mm-hmm. Institute. I believe, if my memory serves, what we found out later was that he simply dropped it in the crack behind the dresser. Right. In the hotel room. So I don't know if that makes it better or worse. That he. Um, we should also be clear, because you don't hear it from this, he didn't have to, he wasn't forced to not take the flight. He didn't even try. Right. He assumed that <laughs> he, assumed. he would not be able to board a plane with his temporary license and never bothered to ask anybody. And then I think a 10 wrote in, like 10s wrote in uh, later. You can get on with the Costco card. And said, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) not going to be a problem for you. But Mm -hmm. his solution then is, so so his plan had been to go to Buffalo and then rent this car and spend, you know, four or five days just exploring New York State and then come back to Buffalo and get on the flight and fly home. But he changes the plan on the fly to just rent this car and drive it across country. I mean, it was a pretty interesting week of shows. Turned out well for TBTL, but it's just another one of those self-induced stress bombs that he had to to live through. Um, And this clip really hit on a theme that we've seen on TBTL of recent months and this past week even with Luke having problems with sort of older-ish ladies Mm -hmm. at customer service counters. I mean, the passport saga has been, you know, laced with talk of the older lady who wouldn't do what he wants or mm-hmm. from, you know, his wedding thing where the older lady took pity on him and gave him a passport. Mm-hmm. So this story has, you know, another uh, customer service lady who wasn't giving him what he wanted and he demanded to know her name. <laughs> I love that she said, I'm not telling you my last name. I know. This lady is my hero. Oh, I cannot wait until I'm a angry old lady being a customer service agent that is done with everyone's shit. Yep. I cannot wait. I do not give a shit how charming you are or how much you want it. If you're not going to follow the rules, I'm not doing it for you. I applaud Yvonne. Mm-hmm. I think Here's the she's rules. great. Now follow them. Yep. <laughs> I'm not rewarding bad behavior. That was one of my uh, rules that for myself that I developed working in retail. Like, I am not going to uh, cave in to the person who throws a tantrum because I am not, I'm not rewarding people who treat me poorly. So... Good Anya, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Uh, her here. manager, Rob, is a little bitch for hiding in the back room. <laughs> okay. I was so embarrassed. I was covering my face at Luke thinking that the rental guy recognizes him. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. No, the reason he was nervous is because he had an irate customer. He has an irate customer and he doesn't also want to mess with Yvonne. No, yeah no kidding because <laughs> she's right 
And how how secure is that security thing? Give me your phone number mm-hmm. and I'll call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you answer, I'll know that, that you're who you say you're you legit. are. Well, I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's not much. It's not nothing. But okay. So this is very interesting. Luke is having a meltdown, but he's having a controlled and purposeful meltdown because he knows that if he makes too big of a scene, the other car rental um, mm-hmm. companies are going to see it and not want to rent to him. This is actually really a manipulative tactic that he's taking here. Yeah, it's smart. It's very smart. <laughs> I don't like it, though. No. <laughs> it's not good. I thought Andrew was on point in during this story by <laughs> on the cell phone comment by saying there's nobody to explain to them that you're Luke Burbank and you're also about to lose your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things that Andrew's ever said. I Top know. He, I mean, he was really... Um, it was a good burn. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice, kind, funny burn on Luke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. But, I feel like I need to have a put together a clip show of my top 10 favorite things Andrew has said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That definitely makes it. I was wondering about this temporary license, though, because it's a, just a paper that they give you when you go get a renew if you lose your license or you get Mm -hmm. a renewal they give it to you right away that's a printout and do you guys not have this um our system is a little bit different what they do because we have we have one of those we're still working off the carbon copies here Mm -hmm. so once the paperwork is filed they they take the carbon copy and they take the old license i mean assuming you have the old license which luke didn't but they'll typically just like clip the corner and then they Mm -hmm. do this thing where they fold the yellow carbon copy up into this little pouch and the old license fits right into it perfectly it's like a little envelope pocket and um you just carry the expired license around with inside the little pouchy thing until the the new one comes so i can't see why anybody wouldn't accept that but if it's just a printout. Yeah, it's just a, it looks like someone like photocopied it and it's on kind of weird paper. That's almost like what people in the 90s used to do for resumes. Mm. It's like a textured like blue <laughs> and you can't really see the person's face and a lot of places won't take it. Like you can't get into a bar with it. You can't buy alcohol it's okay. it's basically just ceremonial. Then I am 100% with Yvonne. 100%. Yeah. There is no reason she should have accepted that as his ID. No, and what else? I mean, I don't know. I I have helped people. I mean, because for a job, I would help executives that lose everything um, <laughs> and then call and act as if it's my problem that they did that or Mm -hmm. I'm the one that lost it and I've definitely rented car like talked people in on the phone to giving a car to someone who has no driver's license no proof of insurance and no credit card (laughs) wow it's possible (laughs) um but you have to be nice yes 
<laughs> That's the main thing. He luckily he did not actually tell her to go fuck herself. Oh my gosh. But I'm sure it was quite plain in his attitude. Mm-hmm. He had that look on his face. Yep. So hero of this clip and of all clips forever, as far as I'm concerned, is Yvonne. Yes. The only woman on the planet who does not fall for Luke's charm, apparently. Yeah. Well, the passport lady in Bellingham, what do we know her name? Oh, that's true. I think we do. But I don't remember. Now that I'm thinking about that, that is very interesting that he always brings up the name of whatever woman who's thwarting him is. Yeah, Yeah, because he asks for their name, right? Yep. He makes a note of their name. Well, he does have his superpower of remembering everybody's name. True. So there's that, too. Everybody has to have their thing. They can do. That's his. (laughs) Can't hold on his passport to save his life, but (laughs) he's going to know the name of the lady at the passport office. Right. (laughs) Forever. Mm -hmm. All right. Should we go on to our final clip? I love this clip. (laughs) Me, too. Okay. This is from December 12th of 2016 Andrew comes to the rescue to get Luke (laughs) to to save Luke's trip and we should mention that the Stubot is guest hosting so if you don't recognize my favorite part the other voice (laughs) that's who that is Sunday morning Vives and I wake up uh, and we don't have tons of time, but we decide we're going to go try to grab a quick breakfast and make it back uh, in time to watch the uh, the Seahawks game, which started at 1.30, which means you can tell our definition of morning is probably different than most people our age. Uh, mm-hmm. So we hit record on the DVR just in case we're a little bit late, and uh, we run to the Varsity, a little diner by our house, and we're getting uh, some food. And then I get a call from Luke Burbank, and I pick it up, and I hear him talking the background and he's not answering when I say hello so I hang up on him I often get butt dials from Luke Burbank <laughs> then he calls me again I'm like uh, let's see I pick it up hello I hear him talking in the background he's not talking to me I hang up again this happens a third time I don't even put it to my ear I just hit off it happens a fourth time <laughs> and I text him dude you're butt dialing me and then my phone rings a fifth time and so I pick it up, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm not butt-dialing you. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Sorry, I, could, I, I heard you talking in the background, and you weren't responding. He's like, I, I didn't hear you say hello. Uh, I need your help. Where are you right now? And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm having brunch with Vives in Wallingford. And he's like, they won't let me on the boat. Now, for folks who don't know, Luke is going on a uh, long-anticipated two-week cruise ship vacation with a group of friends celebrating uh, Kamara Kev's 40th birthday party. This has been you know, in the plans for a long time. It's a much needed respite from all of Luke's various gigs and everything. So this has been something that he and Carrie and the whole yeah. gang of it's, I, I think the name of the boat is the Norovirus 2. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? And I found this out through, I found this out later as the story goes on. I, I learned some more details about his trip. He's on the Queen Mary, like from um, Arrested Development. Really? Should, I the can actual say that, Queen right? Mary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that's, too late. That's, it's yeah, that's a real sea. boat. Yeah, it's out in sea. Uh, so nobody can stalk him. I guess it's fine for me to say exactly what <laughs> boat he's on. I was very impressed by that. Anyway, so he's like, so I pick up the phone. He's like, I, I'm not butt dialing you. Um, I, I need your help. I'm like, yeah. What? He's like, they won't let us on the boat. 
I left my passport at my friend's house where I was staying in Seattle. So Luke carries around this bag that he has bragged about before. It's kind of like his go bag. It's got all of his important mm-hmm. stuff in it. So if he just needs to run out the door, he can grab that and know that he can do a podcast or whatever from anywhere. It's got his passport in it. It's got his laptop. It's got some recording devices and just like the very basics that he can grab and go. Um, the thing about a go bag is you need to make sure it goes with you. And in this case, he <laughs> did not do that. Or he just – I'm sure he didn't want to take all of his work stuff on this vacation, so he just needed to take his passport with him, but he forgot to do it. So now he's... From go bag to no bag. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> the Luke Thank Burbank you. story. The Luke um, Burbank story. So he's calling me. I'm at brunch. He's in Long Beach. This is... And I'm dying to hear the story from his perspective as well. This is one of those things where I'll bet you, if Veeves and I were trying to get on this boat without our passport... We would have been we would have given up a long time ago, but Luke Burbank does not take no for an answer. So I can imagine him just like sweet talking and sweet talking and sweet talking this guy to let him on an international cruise without his uh, <laughs> passport. So here's what the plan ends up being. Luke says, I need you to go to my friend's house and take a picture of the passport and then send that picture to me so I can show the guy here. But then I also need you to overnight or as fast as possible FedEx the actual passport to the guy at the front desk here. I'm like, that is a hell of an arrangement. How in the world am I going to get into your friend's house? And he tells me about a secret hidden key that I don't want to give away too many details in case somebody can put it together. Like, I just don't want to create any kind of security issues here. But a key at this house was hidden in a place that may not have been accessible anymore, and it would it, it, it potentially could have led to me having to break open a piece of outdoor furniture, like smash <laughs> open a piece of – and I had permission in advance to smash the piece of outdoor furniture in order to get to the key and then get into the house – and then get the passport. It worked out fine. I took a photo of it. I sent it to him. Then the guy's like, you know what? I need a photo of the receipt at the uh, at the FedEx store so I know that your buddy is sending it us too. So Vives and I hightail it. They're still like, you know, all, I assume that everybody else has boarded the boat. It's supposed to take mm-hmm. off in about two hours or something. And so my assumption is it's like Luke and Carrie in this office just hoping that everything can come through. So uh, we rush to the FedEx store. We spend $70. I will be reimbursed for it, by the way. I'm not trying to say that part was heroic. But, like, I have no I'm idea. I'm going to be reimbursed for this. <laughs> I just, I'm not bragging about, like, uh, you know, about, like, hey, man, I, I like to throw my money around when it comes to saving my friend's ass. <laughs> but uh, I was just shocked that it would cost $70 to, you know, I know it was overnight. Uh, well, not quite overnight because it was Sunday and it's not getting there until Tuesday. I guess there's, they don't do overnights on Sunday or something. But anyway, uh, so we shipped it. We took a photo of the receipt. We took photos of myself topless holding the receipt because apparently the guy at the front <laughs> desk requested that as well. I'm not exactly sure that is weird. why that came into play. Um, but now, basically, according to the text messages that I've received from Luke and Carrie, they are indebted to us for the rest of our living lives so that's good i don't know maybe you can help me like think of ways i can um leverage that you are a good friend andrew walsh i don't care what anybody else says okay um first question how often does luke butt dial andrew <laughs> I love that. 
Because he, he said says, it happens often. He says, I often get butt dolls from Luke Burbank. <laughs> and I just started laughing. And I was like, well, okay. So he's probably in Luke's phone as Andrew. So he's up at the mm-hmm. top of the And a frequent caller. Phone list. Yep. So that makes sense. I really dislike it when I don't um, turn the screen off before I mm-hmm. put my Me phone too. away. So I always make sure that I do that. But if you were one of those people that just tossed your phone in your pocket or whatever, I could see that happening. Um, we we get, I guess, butt dial video chats from Mike every <laughs> so and often. Barb. Or was that... Was that Meredith that said last week she popped in the chat and she's like, Mike, did you just call me? I just got a three minute silent voicemail from you. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> My uh, mother-in-law often um, butt dials me mm. and I can just hear the like the phone in her pocket and just walking noise. That's usually what it is. Sure. Um, yeah, that that was a pretty funny detail that I like but I love that the thing that I was thinking about when I was listening to this clip is I was putting myself in Carrie's shoes so Andrew's saying like so Luke and Carrie are probably you know sitting in some office while all their friends have gotten on the ship and I'm like if I was Carrie I'd Mm -hmm. be on the ship Mm -hmm. I would be like I hope you work it out I'm gonna be with Camaro Kev and DJ yeah. Tuna and all the friends would be I nice. I hope I see you there. You could join us. But that is, again, a problem entirely of his own making. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm his loving wife, I'm going to be like, it is up to you to take care of this. I'm out. Yeah, that's so. This was the one that was so stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Stu's comment that the. Um, the name of the ship was the norovirus too. <laughs> you can always count on Stu to have the best joke. Oh, I know. Whenever he's on TVTL, consistently, it's always the best joke. <laughs> second, second favorite comment was Andrew. The thing about a go bag is you need to make sure it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. That he left his go bag in a Thai restaurant recently right. with all these same players. <laughs> well, so he was kind of trying to work out how it could happen. Like maybe he had the bag, but he didn't want to take all of that with him on the cruise. So he mm-hmm. was kind of trying to unload some stuff and something accidentally got left. But I was like, but why would he be doing that at DJ Tuna's house? Didn't. So I thought it was that he they stayed like two nights. Right. But okay. I'll See? tell you why. Because he was drunk or hungover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was coming at and, it from an mm-hmm. Anne perspective where I would have had yeah, that no. solved four <laughs> days before I left. Exactly. I mean, even now, like I have to touch everything. Like I have to touch my phone. Like every day, touch my phone, my wallet, my keys yep. all the time, constantly mm-hmm. before I leave the house. And the same with the passport. I put it in a special pocket in my backpack. I'm constantly checking it. Do I have my ticket? Do I have my phone? Do I have my wallet? Mm -hmm. Do I have my passport? Over and over and over again. That never would have happened to me. Nope. Nope. True. And I'm sure that because of this incident, that Carrie either is the holder of the passport or definitely says, okay, do you have it? Mm -hmm. Are you sure you have it? Can I see it? (laughs) 
I have a spreadsheet that is a packing list that I created. Oh, smart. That it's just a one pager, but it has uh, absolutely everything that I could ever possibly pack for a trip. So I have it um, separated into different categories, like toiletries and hair and shoes and I don't know carry on and everything listed mm -hmm. and I have a little box and once I pack it I put a check next to it you're smart well I'm obsessive is what mm -hmm. I am <laughs> <laughs> but I have a line for passport on there so yeah and then you have to see it and pack it and then touch it yep. and make sure that maybe this is a little tad like my a little bit of OCD showing mm -hmm. <laughs> that I'm constantly having to touch these things but plan it do it check it check exactly. it check it check it check it check it <laughs> check it again <laughs> then open the bag check it again mm -hmm. and I, and another reason that I wouldn't walk around with my passport in my bag is I would be so afraid of something happening yes. to it just walking around I think when I was in Portugal I actually put it in the little safe in my mm. hotel room. Boy, those are nice. Um, because I didn't want to walk around with it all day. Yeah. I have gotten into... Um, the last time I went to Mexico, it was for my 40th birthday. And I went with um, a whole... There was like a group of us and my best friend and her mom came. And her mom is very paranoid. And I, same thing, left my passport in the room. And... She and then we had to do something. She pulls out because she wears a fanny pack um, while she's in Mexico, and she pulled out her passport. And I was like, "You're not supposed to just walk around with that." Mm -hmm. And she goes, "Like I'd leave it in the room." <laughs> like, what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> it's so weird. She carries that thing to the pool, and then puts it like has it with her and then if she goes in the pool she makes one of she would make one of us go out and sit with her fanny pack oh i can't i can't be that paranoid i can't live that way no no you gotta find a safe spot and leave it right, right. <laughs> i mean because i mean worst case you could take that photocopy that's a reason to take a photocopy mm -hmm. is bring that carry that along with you but leave the actual document in in your hotel Yep. Agreed. Boy, we just have such, we got it all figured out, Christy. I know. We need to travel together. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Andrew's heroism here. Andrew is a ride or die friend, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And he is somebody that you can really count on to get you out when you're in trouble. So I have a couple questions. Okay. Do you think Luke would have done this for him? Ooh. I think he would now because he kind of owes him. Yes. I don't think that Luke would be the person that you would call. Yeah. I don't think Andrew would reach out to him. Because we know that he's not reliable. I think mm -hmm. his heart is always in the right place. Mm -hmm. Maybe now. Yeah. Maybe now he's sober. Mm hmm. So there would be a better chance that he would be in the right shape to go and do something. I think Luke mm -hmm. would always want to help his friends, yeah, but probably come up a little bit short sometimes. Mm -hmm. And would you do this for someone? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I. But I think people know that about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's ever 
called me in a jam. The closest thing I can relate it to is a, a few times working in retail. I absolutely went above and beyond to make sure customers got things when other people fell down on the job or were mm-hmm. unwilling to take the steps to make sure that things happened. I, I had times where I went far out of my way on my own time. To, I went to pick up a coffee table on my day off in oh, St. No. Cloud once out past the Stubot's house. Drove out there. It's like an hour and a half out and an hour and a half back just to get a coffee table for a lady who really needed it and who was a really good customer. And I tried to argue with the owner for some special treatment. I was like, do you know how much money this lady has spent and how mm-hmm. lovely she is and how I really want to get this for her? And he was like, eh, not going to delivery from them. And I was like, fine, I'll do it myself. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. You're a good employee. I just like to make people happy. That's all. <laughs> Please love me. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I think I would definitely mm-hmm. if I was in definitely a position to to go to the mat and make something happen. I don't know though. I mean, how many times can Luke go back to that well of needing somebody to come and rescue him, right? Andrew takes care of so much already mm-hmm. as far as the show goes. Just like how far can Luke push it? That really de- just depends. I mean, because I have a friend that is definitely a Luke and does this all the time, but is never there when I need it to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends because she's still my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, but it's kind of hard because Luke is their coworkers too. Right. So yep. that messes up the water a little bit. Yeah. Cause you can kind of just phase out a friend like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, not you know not return their texts or their calls just ghost them but when it's also your coworker, that gets yep. into dicey territory and i think in this particular instance this is such an exciting thing that andrew is being asked to do this is a caper mm-hmm. right oh, for sure <laughs> i this is not part of the story at all but like i visualized andrew having to like climb over a fence mm-hmm. to get into the backyard and then smash whatever unnamed piece of furniture to get the key and get in. It's very exciting. Yeah. I I love that. The key may not be accessible anymore. And so I have permission to break a part of something. I know. I cannot work out what on earth this would be. I know. I wish that they had come back because she would probably change the location of the key. I would imagine um, I wish they had come back and said, this is what it was. And mm-hmm. here's a picture of the, <laughs> of the aftermath of what happened. <laughs> but he didn't have to break anything. Oh, so mm-hmm. I, I think it all, it all worked out for him. Um, this, uh, the cruise employee that Luke sweet talked. Mm-hmm. No, Yvonne. No. Luke really, uh, I I liked Andrew's um, assessment of this situation. I thought it was probably pretty accurate where he was like, if it, if it was me and Veeves, we just, you know, wouldn't have gotten on the boat. But yeah. Luke's there just talking and talking and talking and talking <laughs> until he gets his way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even tried. No. 
No, absolutely not. I mean, I might have said, what what can I do? Tell me, mm-hmm. tell me what I can do right now to work this out and make this mm-hmm. happen for me. And if they said, I'm really sorry, you just, we can't allow you to board unless you have your passport. I would say, I mean, I guess that's $2,000 that I wasted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oof, boy, that thought really makes my chest tighten. Yeah. I don't like that <laughs> at all. No. Yeah. I would have just been like, Carrie, you go. Mm-hmm. There are some times when people will fly to the next destination Mm-hmm. So there's that, but that's another, that's more money. Sure. Cause that's, that's not the cruise's fault. Well, it's, that's, I have a hard time putting myself in that mm-hmm. mind space, you know, cause as we've said many times now, this is a situation that neither you nor I would ever no. allow to occur. Although I did get pickpocketed after I checked in at the airport years ago really and they stole my debit card and my driver's license fuckers yeah so then i had to i got to my destination but getting back on the plane Mm -hmm. when it was over was very tricky uh yes but that's not your fault no and luckily that was october of uh 2001 and they hadn't figured out how to (laughs) buckle things up very much um so (laughs) I definitely got home. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm sure air travel was still uh, very depressed at that time. So yes. they were like, God, don't turn away yeah. a paying passenger. Right. And uh, I mean, like, but I did have the thought, like, well, I guess I just live here now. <laughs> <laughs> Think In about renting a car and <laughs> yeah. driving back. Yeah. I'm a road person. Yeah. Well, I think... Stu really sums up this story perfectly when he says, you're a good friend, Andrew Walsh. I don't care what anybody else says. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part. I kind of just love that saying. Whenever anyone's like, I don't care what they say about you, Ian. I like you. It's like (laughs) such a dig and also a compliment at the same time. And I don't know why it's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It was a mm-hmm. perfect capper to that story. <laughs> oh, Andrew, he's a good he's a good friend. This uh, Australia week is going to be very interesting. Yes, it <laughs> is. Can't wait for it. <laughs> and Luke did, I believe, receive the passport. So yeah, I think so. One hurdle crossed again. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's going on with the visa situation. It's probably pretty easy to get a visa for Australia. I would think so. They were talking about journalism visas or something. I've never Mm. looked into Australia visas, so I don't know exactly what that entails. But I don't know. They have a whole staff at APM who's willing to support them (laughs) if they will only allow it. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they took some advice and are changing up some of the I didn't I guess I didn't realize that their plan was to drive back right that was I'm dumb. so glad that they're gonna see at least one city that is populated and beautiful that has more than 3,000 people in it right, right. nothing and everyone against has to live underground those towns I, I'm yeah. sure that's gonna be interesting to go see mm-hmm. them but you know 
it wouldn't be up in the top 10 of the places that I'd go if I went to Australia. Yeah. But it looks like they're going to make it. Luke has learned some lessons about passports. And his name is official. Did he officially change it? I think he said he went down and did that. So now it's I thought he had the appointment, but I don't know if he ever... So he won't go actually actually do it. it. (laughs) Well, because then his passport did come through. I think if it had gotten rejected, he would have gone... I think he should just get his name changed anyway. Just needs to do it. Frankly. Yep. And not have to deal with this the next time he loses his passport. Oh, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move into a little bit of housekeeping. Okay. As always, feel free to check out our merchandise in the merchandise store. Lots of good things for you to page through. Uh, The archive project is ongoing. These clip shows would not be possible without all the hard work that everybody's put in. So thank you very much. If you'd like to get involved, send an email to the general account and Christy will take care of you. And as always, if you ever buy anything on Amazon, I don't know, you might every once in a while spend a little money on that mom and pop artisanal store. (laughs) We would love it if you would use our affiliate link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and kick a few pennies our way. And it really adds up and makes an amazing difference for us. So thank you in advance. Thank you to everybody who has done that in the past. And um, how you can get involved with the show is go to littleredbandwagon.com. If you would like to tell us um, things that made you throw your phone on TVTL or on our show or hug your phone, go to throwyourphone.com and fill in the form. You can see us on Facebook on either the stents page lightly on the stents page um <laughs> or on our own page and um our show twitter is at lrb podcast you can email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com or um s- facts i just wait there's no facts don't oh, yeah fax anything um, don't fax anything come on yeah. guys <laughs> i mean this butt us. joke has just yeah. gotten so childish <laughs> Um, you can text us a picture of your butt at 802-432-TBTL, which is 8285. Well, Christy, another successful clip show in the books. Yes. I knew that we would have fun with this one. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> It's like I've invited you over to my house. <laughs> you say thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, you get to pick. These are your these are your babies and you just let me come and hold it once a month. <laughs> That's a little creepy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it kind of went downhill after. <laughs> if, hey, I don't have to always pick. If anybody else has a good idea for a clip show. Oh yeah. Please Email let me us. know. Mhm. And with that, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Okay. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Nailed it.
he probably had been to Canada. Sorry. Buddy. Shut it. He'd probably been to Canada. Oh, sorry. Buddy. He feels very strongly about having proper documentation. Yeah. 